This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, good. We have a caller on the phone lines that wants to talk about the uh, school board meeting last night in Billings. Uh, as I understand it, that's where they were going to be talking about this book, Assassination Classroom. Uh, so let's uh, let's uh, jump right into that phone call. And then coming up after the break, I want to talk about Florida property taxes in Florida. I got a great message from our friend uh, Captain Bruce back in Florida. I served with him over in, in Africa with the military. Great guy. But uh, I was actually going to mention him earlier this morning because he sent me a great Wall Street Journal piece that I that I used uh, to tie in with a big Montana story that's on our Montana Talks website right now. So I'll get to that here. I thought I was going to start the 6 o'clock hour, and, and then I never even got to that story yet. But that's all right. We, we still got some time. Uh, first, though, let's go to John in Billings on the phone lines. John, thanks for calling in. You bet. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for taking my call. And I just wanted to follow up. Uh, yesterday, yes, you had mentioned the assassination classroom book. Um, I just wanted to encourage people to show up as much as possible. Um, they're expecting a big turnout at 5.30 Monday night at the Lincoln Center um, for the board school board meeting. Um, we just really need as much support as we can garner because, like I say, uh, opposition is going to be strong, and I think we can outnumber them. Um, if you're against violent books, obscene books, uh, please, you know, when you get off of work at 5, you show up by 5.30, and we'd love to see you. You know, it, it's crazy. I I mean, I, I don't understand why they think pushing sexualized content on kids is appropriate. But but I, at the same time, I understand why these why the crazy rainbow mafia wants to push their sexualized content on kids and why they defend their their LGBTQ pornography being on on library bookshelves in school classrooms in Montana. But I, I have no understanding whatsoever why they're defending this book, Assassination Classroom, that literally talks about uh, assassinating teachers and shooting up classrooms. Like, like I get it that they want to push their, 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 their sex on, on kids, but I mean, I don't get it. But, but, but we know why, why. I mean, they're just nuts, frankly. Uh, but why do they want to, But why are they defending a book uh, called Assassination Classroom, right? Yeah, it, it, to me, it's indefensible. Um, you know. They say there's a lesson to be learned, but the lesson the book is ostensibly teaching can be taught through other means. We don't have to have this book, and they act like once the book has been decided and purchased and, and on the shelf, it can't be undone. There's no way to get rid of it, although Laurel just did. Laurel seems to have more common sense, um, and I think we can do this here, too. I, I don't know if perhaps Laurel School Board you know, may be more conservative. Uh, more common sense, but, you know, um, we did get the book removed from the shelf. It doesn't mean you can't buy it uh, at the public library downtown or purchase it if you so choose. Yeah, or go on the Internet. On like, if, yes. if, you want, yes. if you want your kids to have a book about assassinating teachers and shooting up classrooms, uh, you, you can still get it. You can still find it. Yes. You can still buy it. It's just not going to be on your school library bookshelves. Yeah, John. John, hold that thought. If if you can stick around, you may have to run. I get it. But if you can, stick around because that, this actually ties in with a story on our Montana Talks website that I wanted to, to open up with this morning. So stand by if you can. Democracy 24. Former President Donald Trump leads his Republican rivals in polling and congressional endorsements. The top four Republicans in House leadership have all endorsed Trump in the GOP primary. Now, the number three Senate Republican, Wyoming Senator John Barrasso, says he's on board. 
We need a strong Republican conservative House and Senate, and we need Donald Trump back in the White House. And that's why tonight I am endorsing Donald Trump. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he'll support the eventual Republican nominee. Senator John Thune, the second-ranking Senate Republican, had endorsed Senator Tim Scott before Scott dropped out. Trump has steadily climbed back into favor on Capitol Hill after the January 6th riots and his refusal to acknowledge his 2020 loss, though other Republicans remain skeptical. Congressman Chip Roy has endorsed Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I think President Trump is going down and Nikki Haley is definitely cratering. Roy says Republicans are simply jumping on the Trump bandwagon because he leads in the polls. On Capitol Hill, Rich Edson, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. Cloudy with some light snow and flurry activity around early today, and then breaks of sun develop this afternoon. Temperatures stay steady in the single digits through the day. For tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, back to about 3 below in Bozeman, 11 below in Billings, and then isolated snow showers possible in Bozeman on Friday. Otherwise, breaks of sun at some cloud cover. High of 33 in Bozeman to the mid-teens in Billings. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, that's right. The Billings School Board meeting is Monday night, but the committee that was reviewing these crazy books, that <laughs> what crazy librarian is putting these on school library bookshelves, right? Like, oh, that one looks great. That's a book about... Uh, shooting up classrooms and assassinating teachers. Let's put that one in the school library book. These librarians must really not like the teachers. They, 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 I mean, did they have a bad interaction in the lunchroom? You know, in the, you know, in the little, uh, you know, in the teachers' lounge. Are the teachers mean to these librarians? Is that why these librarians keep wanting to put this stuff on their on their bookshelves? <laughs> I mean, come on, it's just, I mean, it's just crazy. I seriously, open invite. To the the librarians that are saying, "Oh yeah, let's put this on our bookshelves." Oh, let's the the Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic Schools. Yeah, let's put that one on there. I mean, who are these librarians? Seriously, because look, I get it. You know, you're you're buying a bunch of books, and you're probably getting them from some radical left wing publisher, and they're saying, "Oh, here you go. Here's here's the latest books," and and you just think, "Okay, click. Yep, send us the box." But don't you open the box and be like, what in the freak is this? Uh, but no, they're saying, no, 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 we must have these books on our library bookshelves. How dare you question my authority? <laughs> well, obviously, we've got reason to question your authority. And, and so, yeah, we can go through book after book after book. But eventually, when you start to see lapse in judgment, lapse in judgment, lapse in judgment, lapse in judgment, shouldn't somebody get just fired and put somebody in there with a little bit of common sense? Uh, John and Billings has stuck around on the phone line. So, John, here's what what is just so stupid about this whole thing as well. You know. If you try to put age-appropriate restrictions in place for, for books in schools for kids, they'll call you a book banner. And the liberal mob media will, will call you a book banner and run with this fake, phony narrative. But, but then when, when the radical Islamic group known as the Council on uh, American Islamic Relations, CARE, complains 
that that schools might get the ability to purchase Dennis Prager's Prager U books in Montana. Care attacks Montana, and the liberal media runs with it. They want Montana to ban the Jewish guys' books because some radical Islamic group complained about it. But don't you dare put age-appropriate restrictions in place. I don't know if you saw that story on our website. I did. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot to be said here, and I appreciate you laying it out. Um, you know, the other thing is the hypocrisy. The uh, say the left for now, they've had a, a history of what we'll call book ban. Um, Huckleberry Finn, anything that they consider uh, racist, you know, they, they have removed things from bookshelves, and we accepted it, you know. Um, we said, okay, this is not a fight that's worth having. We'll let, we'll, if we want to teach that, we can. You know, we, we're not against destroying history. We're not against destroying uh, and changing definitions. But A, it's the hypocrisy. Yes, it's the name calling and book banning. Being called a book banner is actually one of the more milder terms <laughs> that right. uh, folks like us have been called. Um, and really, it's just, it's also this expert class um, that believe that they know what's best. They're not listening to parents. They're not listening to concerned parents who just simply don't want it being in the school. It's, um, you know, like I say, it can be bought elsewhere. Um, you you just yeah. hit on a very you hit on a very important point there. This is arrogance. This is elitism. They they the reason they are sticking to their guns uh, literally here about this assassination classroom book is because it's about power and it's about them having control over you and your kids and saying no 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 no. We get to do whatever we want, no matter how outrageous it is. In fact, we are going to defend the even more outrageous simply because we want to prove a point to every single one of you peasants out there that we're in control of you and your kids. So we will put whatever we want to in front of your kids, and you don't dare say anything about it. Yeah, and the expert class through history has gotten wrong. We can think of example after example when people have gone out stridently said, this is the way it needs to be. Trust me, I'm the expert, and it fails catastrophically. Um, and here, we're, we're simply asking for a better process. Um, you know, at the last board meeting, it was apparently brought up that sometimes students themselves can simply come up and say, hey, hey, uh, teacher, hey, librarian, here's what I want in the schools. The process is too minimal. And another point I wanted to make was, look, population in Billings is increasing while enrollment is decreasing. Why? Because they're not listening to at least half the community. You know, we see schools going woke. We see them not listening. Like you just said, we see them wielding their power against us. Uh, and we're not trying to bash them over the head either. We want public schools to be a neutral, safe space for kids without politics. We just want education taught. Science, math, English, right? Why do politics even need to be in school? Why, does, why do violent books, why do obscene pornographic books need to be in school? There's a way that we can balance this, that makes everybody happy. But right now, it's too lopsided. Yeah, the, these people are just nuts. The, the fact is, is, is why would the same liberal mob that rushes to defend assassination classroom, why would that same rainbow liberal mob then, then rush to call for the banning of Dennis Prager's books from even being sold? Dennis Prager, for those of you who don't know, incredible conservative commentator. Uh, he, he's Jewish. And a radical Muslim group known as CARE 
was outraged that his books weren't even on the, the school bookshelves yet, but they had the ability to buy them. And that made the radical Muslims and the rainbow mob mad. I'll talk more about that after this. Uh, John and Billings, great phone call. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Yeah, everybody in, in the Billings area, hey, get to that board meeting on Monday. We were setting cold weather records across the state over the past few days. In one Montana town, it was the coldest in the country at 59 below zero. How has the cold weather affected the power supply for Northwestern Energy? Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks coming up on Thursday's show. We're going to have the phone lines open for you in the first half of the program. And then John Hines with Northwestern Energy talks about the cold snap. I'm going to ask him about smart meters and more. Thursday's Montana Talks statewide, 9 to 10, right here. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. Well, old man Winter continues to let his presence be known here this week. And some farmers may be concerned with how the cold weather impacted their fall planted crops. It's impossible now to know how much damage, if any, has occurred to winter wheat out in the countryside with the current cold wave. A lot of that wheat was protected by a nice snow cover. However, there is some modest concern for winter wheat across the northern high plains. That's USGA meteorologist Brad Rippey, who says the concerns are mainly for Montana, where there was very little snow cover at all, but some majorly low mercury readings. Temperatures plummeting into the minus 30 to minus 50 degree range. There is certainly some concern for winter kill for that wheat, especially coming off a record warm December. But for the core areas right across Kansas, number one production state, beautiful blanket of snow protecting the crop. And that should really help out as that eventually percolates into the soil as melting snow here, likely in a few weeks. Rippey did add that next week we are expecting to see warmer than normal temperatures across the entire nation. Also, just a reminder that next Tuesday, January 23rd, Mile City Livestock Commission will host a stock cow and bread heifer sale. For more information and to see all the consignments of cattle for next Tuesday's sale in Mile City, visit milecitylivestock.net. I'm Lane Northland. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, I just went and checked in on the Montana politics hashtag via Twitter. Abortion, 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 abortion. The, the rainbow mob, the Islamo-fascist mob, the media mob, uh, they're all about abortion, all about abortion. Uh, but uh, anyway, basically, yeah, so the... Now, now this may be just a, a quick read. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll print up the full story here. But it basically, as I understand it, so basically you got the, the radical left-wing Democrats that want no limits abortion. Uh, they, want to, uh, they want to amend Montana's constitution to enshrine abortion into law. And, and so anyway, I, I'm seeing all their uh, Abortion, abortion, abortion. So the Montana's attorney general has blocked a ballot proposal seeking to create a constitutional right to abortion, uh, labeling the initiative legally insufficient after a required review by his office. So the liberals are all mad. Abortion, abortion, abortion. So I sent this out via Twitter. Abortion is guaranteed per the Montana Constitution, they say. We need to amend the Montana Constitution to protect abortion. 
they also say. Okay, so what is it? You guys falsely claim that, that there is a Montana constitutional right to an abortion. They're lying. But they've got a liberal mob on the Supreme Court that says so, so they don't care. But, but now they're saying, no, 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 we, we need to amend the Montana Constitution to protect abortion. They're admitting that the Montana Constitution does not do what they have falsely claimed it does all these years. I just wanted to make that point. All right, back to this. Uh, here's the headline on our Montana Talks website right now. Radical Islamic group trying to ban Prager from Montana schools. This was a story a while back, but um, our friend Bruce in Florida sent me a Wall Street Journal story. So the the executive director of CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, was on camera openly celebrating the October 7th Hamas terror attacks. Now, I included a video from Megyn Kelly's podcast where she has she's been battling this radical Islamic group CARE for years. But you know what? But you know what I found funny about this whole deal? When this story came out last fall, the, the Democrats were outraged. The, their liberal mob on Twitter was outraged. You had liberal, liberal journalist after liberal journalist writing stories about this. They were cheerleading uh, an effort to ban Dennis Prager and Prager Use Books from even having the opportunity to be purchased by Montana schools. So Superintendent of Public Instruction, Elsie Arnson, approved a license for PragerU to be able to operate in Montana, to be able to sell their books in Montana. She didn't, she didn't purchase books from PragerU and say, Montana schools, you will, you will put all these books on your shelves. No, she just said, okay, yep, you get a license. And she followed the law. She complied with the law. And you get a license. You can sell your books. Doesn't mean anybody's going to buy them. Just means you can sell them. And boy, were, were these liberal journalists running with the effort to ban PragerU books. But you know what tipped them off to this story? They even admitted in one of their news stories, they admit that, that uh, well, we started looking into this after receiving a press release from the Council on American-Islamic Relations. So the liberal media in Montana is openly telling you, well, this non-news story became a news story to us because, see, uh, this radical Muslim group doesn't like that Jewish guy, Dennis Prager. So they sent us a press release complaining about it. And we, we agree with the radical Muslims. We want to ban the Jewish conservative guy's books, too. So, uh, so we're going to do a big story on it and create a fake controversy out of a non-news story. That's what happened. And the head of that radical Muslim group was cheering on the October 7th Hamas terror attacks. Uh, Elena in Phillipsburg, great to hear from you. What's your thoughts? Happy New Year's. Happy New Year uh, to you. Calling, uh, it's been a while. I was calling about John, and I hope he's listening, the uh, parent, about that school board meeting that's coming up. Yeah. Several years ago, back in the 90s, I belonged to a group, Montanans for Excellent in Education. One of the parents contacted me, brought a book to my attention that she wanted the hell off of her school's library. Her son was seven years old, and he was reading this book. She picked it up, and she looked at it, and she couldn't believe it. She asked me to attend the school board meeting with her. It was only two of us. One of the things, John, if you're listening, you should do is don't sit next to each other. 
act like you don't know each other. When she mentioned, we went to the school board meeting, when she mentioned this book, well, they poo-pooed it and they, okay, fine, any other questions, we can discuss that later. I raised my hand and I said, I heard about that book and it's bothering me also and I'd like you to answer her question. And this goes back to the 1990s. Hold that thought. Elena and Philsberg will come back to you right after this uh, 60-second Fox News update. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the radical left has been pushing this radical agenda for quite some time now, and they want to use their perches in these public schools to do so. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The Senate's expected to vote this afternoon on a bill to prevent a partial government shutdown this weekend. There's some Republican opposition in the House. President Biden, meantime, has met with congressional leaders on supplemental funding for national security, including more aid for Ukraine and more border security here. The president himself said over and over again that he is willing to make uh, to move forward on border. Top Senate Democrat Chuck Schumer. Uh, federal reports released today on how hundreds of law enforcement officers failed to stop a 2022 school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. The Justice Department says its review into the Robb Elementary school shooting will provide an independent account of law enforcement's actions in response and identify lessons learned and best practices for future active shooter events. Fox's Jeff Manasso, 19 children and two teachers died in that shooting. New weekly unemployment claims are the fewest in more than a year. America's listening to Fox News. All right, back to Elena in Phillipsburg. So, Elena, first, what was the book back in the night? Do you remember, or, or what was it about? What was it that was kind of so outrageous uh, to this, this parent? Oh, I have the book right in front of me. It was taken off of the school, out of the school library. It's called Uncle Vampire by Cynthia D. Grant. Okay, and um, she had the book, and... Uh, she said, I want to read part. First of well, they had said they got the, it was recommended from a list that the schools apparently go to for recommended reading. Okay, so it was on a list that it was recommended reading for K through 12. This school went up to the sixth grade only. She picked up the book. She read a portion of it, word for word. She didn't ban the four-letter words that were written in it. The whole place was shocked. The school board members said, "We is that book on the library? They didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Was it sexualized content, violent content? I mean, we're just a little short on time, so, so, yeah, so for our listeners, sexual, they'd be interested. And they used, this is a kid seven years old in the library, Full letter word. Do you want me to say? What yeah, you mean? Well, we probably. We, yeah, it's funny. You could probably have that book on a school library bookshelf, but you can't say it on the on the radio airwaves, according to the uh, to the federal government. So, uh, yeah, no, no. But uh, I'm sure we can probably uh, imagine what was included there. So, back to your advice for for anybody who shows up at these school board meetings. I I know there'll be more than two, but but you know, but hey, spread out amongst the crowd. That's kind of you know a good idea. What what other uh, quick tips would you have? Well, don't even go together, because once they see that you're a group, then they turn against you. You stay apart, and I, I don't care if they're listening to this, because that's the way we were trained. And when I was a liberal activist, animal activist, I learned it. You stay apart, and you stick to your guns. If they ignore you, the next person, raise your hand. No, I'm interested in what she has to say. If they ignore that one, the next one, 
and you do it. Oh, yeah. That's one of the techniques. But you guys were successful, though. So even though the two of you were sitting together, you were successful. Sounds like you got the, you we got the book removed. Together. We oh, weren't you weren't? Oh, I see. No, okay, okay. Don't sit together. And the, the book was also in the Missoula Public Library. It was removed. Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. All right. Well, Elena, that's that's great history and, and shows that this is, this is something that's not new, uh, the, you know, and, and something that's that's been a fight for quite some time now. Great phone call. Great to hear from you. Coming up after the break, hey, we're going to be at the SHOT Show. You know, so excited to be back at the SHOT Show once again in Las Vegas next week. We're going to have three days of live coverage, live shows. In fact, uh, you know, we get to catch up with so many different folks while we're down there, uh, not just a who's who of the gun industry, but also kind of a who's who of, of, uh, of politics as well. Sebastian Gorka, Dana Lash, we got to catch up with her last year down there. And I just saw she had some great remarks about Kamala Harris being scared as heck. I'll share that later. But first up, we've got uh, a guest from the National Shooting Sports Foundation right after this. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, I tell you what, so excited to be kicking off our SHOT Show coverage here once again with Montana Talks, taking you to Las Vegas, Nevada for the big SHOT Show. I, the way I kind of describe it is the biggest uh, gun show in the world, but there's also some incredible outdoor gear there and more. And, of course, you know, hey, given Montana, given all of the, the gun companies and the outdoor gear companies that are that are based here in Montana, we're going to see a lot of our friends down there once again. Uh, Mark Oliva is the Managing Director of Public Affairs for the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Mark, man, I'll tell you what, I'm so excited for our SHOT Show coverage uh, coming up. You know, we're excited to get the show going. It's uh, it's something that we start working on literally as the show closes the year before. You know, so right as 2023 ended, we were already you know neck deep into the planning for the 2024 show. So, uh, you know, less than just a few days away, and, and we're excited to get it going. The worst part about the shot show is there's no way to see it all. There's no way to go see everything is because it is such a massive show. It is. It, it's something I try to tell people who are coming out for the first time. I'm like, one, you know, hand sanitizer and comfortable shoes. You're going to be walking a lot. Um, it, it's uh, You're not going to be able to see everything, so you got to come in with a plan. Make sure that you, you're buffering in time to get from one end of the show to the other because it truly is a massive trade show. Well, our our friends who are fans of the rodeo would would know it because they see it during the national finals rodeo that takes place in Vegas uh, as well. You know, you you see all these these cowboys and the the bull riders and the ropers and everybody. You'd think they'd be walking around wearing their cowboy boots, but no, they're they're wearing comfortable shoes with their cowboy hats and and, and their Wranglers because you're doing a lot of walking whenever you're attending a big event, something like this. Yeah, it, it is It is going to be a truly big event. Just to kind of give some folks an idea of, of what we're looking at, this is 815,000 square feet of display play uh, display area. We have 2,500 exhibitors that are going to be out there. Uh, 52,000 people attended the show last year, and now it's back to kind of our pre-COVID uh, levels. We're usually a little bit north of 50,000, 50 to 55,000 folks. Um, and, and just this past year, uh, we were rated as the eighth largest trade show in the United States and the third largest 
to having their show in Las Vegas. So it is really a big event, not just for the industry, but for Las Vegas as well. Well, and I know basically you've got two major convention uh, centers uh, that that the show is is taking up space at. You've got the is it the Sands Expo Center that the that the Venetian has, and then it's the the Caesars Forum uh, also. And then you guys connect a, a footbridge between the two, so you can walk back and forth uh, over the big roadway there. But putting that in perspective, the size of this show, so. Uh, recently, we, we did our show live from, from small town Montana. We were in Warden, Montana, and I had a bunch of great listeners come and say hi after the show. One guy, uh, he was talking about, uh, we, we were we were laughing about when I, I got a chance to fly with the U.S. Navy's Blue Angels before the air show in, in Billings, Montana. And, and he's got friends that live on a colony in Broadview, Montana. And they said, holy cow, something just scared the heck out of us. It just flew right over the top of us. And when he saw my video flying with the Blue Angels, he said, oh, yeah, I know exactly what it was. That was Aaron with the Blue Angels. And you can see us flying right over the colony in the video. But the reason I bring up the fighter jets is because I forget, but in this massive amount of space, you could basically fit the entire fleet of fighter jets in the American military in these showrooms. It, it, it really is a big space. It, and, you know, and when you're trying to talk about space, uh, you know, maybe more for the folks who live on the East Coast, this might seem a little bit bigger than, you know, some of the ranches that you have up here in Montana. But this is 18 acres of floor space that we're going to have showing off the best and the latest of what's happening in the firemen and ammunition industry. And new to the show this year is we're going to have an archery pavilion. So that's going to be something completely new for the show where we're going to have the archery industry is going to be showing off the best of what they have as well. So it's going to be a really exciting event this year. Well, and, and it's great to see the guns. You know, uh, our friend Seth Burgley with Shield Arms at a Big Fork, Montana, they had a great uh, display yesterday. So it's fun to go see everything that they're offering. And then you see some of the big dogs as well. But I'm really excited. It, Olympus Arms, I guess I guess their rifle was best in show at the SHOT Show last year. And we just got the big news from Governor Gianforte. Olympus Arms is going to be manufacturing that best in show gun from the SHOT Show. And they're going to be manufacturing it in Helena, Montana. So I'm looking forward to seeing them there next week and, and many others yeah you've had some really big news in the past uh, week or so up there in montana with the announcement of, of not just olympus arms but the governor was also uh you know highlighting the fact that Biltex ammunition has uh you know moved their facility and their production from virginia out there to montana as well so we, we continue to see that montana is one of the leaders when it comes to attracting firemen ammunition business to their state and i think these companies see the value and working in a state that's going to, one, respect their right uh, to keep and bear arms, but two, also respect the, the contributions that these businesses make to the state and the local economies. Well, in, in the SHOT Show, it's, it's huge. Uh, I, I remember there were several years ago, we had a Democrat governor at the time, and Wyoming's Republican governor was at the SHOT Show. And he came back from the SHOT Show with a big announcement with a big gun manufacturer setting up shop. I think it was in Sheridan, Wyoming at the time, if I don't, if I, if I'm not mistaken, which is, you know, 90 miles, you know, a little more than, you know, maybe more 120, I think, from Billings. Not, not a far drive at all, right? But, 
they announced big news. And I'm like, why isn't Montana's governor down at the SHOT Show recruiting these businesses, right? And so, but now, hey, Governor Gianforte, he'll be there once again. You've got a governor's panel forum discussion with several governors. I've really enjoyed attending that because, you know, we talk a lot of politics and policy on this show. Also, our attorney general, Austin Knutson, I'd say the best AG in the country. Uh, and I think Larry Keene even agreed last year, at least when it comes to gun rights, uh, when we ta- talked with him at the SHOT Show. But both of them are going to be taking part in their respective panels with their fellow AGs and, and governors. Yeah, we're excited to have that. We're hosting the Governor's Forum again this year, open to all SHOT Show attendees and, and any media that's attending the show. Uh, eight governors are going to be on the panel. And of course, Governor Gianforte uh, did a, a phenomenal job last year explaining uh, to the audience the importance of the industry and, and the importance of uh, fostering legislation that's going to protect the industry in the state of Montana. Uh, so we're we're excited to see him uh, going to be coming back out, and and like you said, Austin Knutson, your your attorney general there has has attended the show for as many years as I can remember. Uh, he has been coming out, but you know this year we're uh, having a, a formal uh, panel with the six attorneys generals that are going to be talking about uh, the legal landscape, and and and, uh, and Attorney General Knutson has really been the leading voice on corralling a lot of the other state attorneys general and fighting back against the gun control overreaches that we're seeing coming from the Biden administration. So his, his, his value not only to the state of Montana, but to the firearm industry as a whole is immeasurable. And, and that's because this, this, that's who he is. I mean, he grew up in, you know, the Culbertson, Bainville, Montana areas on our ranch. So he, he grew up around guns. He's passionate about guns. He's passionate about our gun rights. So he didn't just discover uh, things like the shot show after, you know, running for office and, and being the Speaker of the House and then becoming the, the Attorney General. What, what I also like about the shot show is, is not only is it cool to see all the latest in guns and gear, but it's just cool to see all the people that you run into. I mean, you know, I, I, I tag along with Congressman Ryan Zinke. Uh, he was uh, Secretary Zinke or just shortly after he, he wrapped up his tenure as, as Secretary of the Interior. But, you know, there, of course, there's a, there's a ton of military and law enforcement down there. And so got to go see, you know, Navy a bunch of Navy SEAL uh, buddies that he was getting together with. And, you know, you see the Dana Lashes and, the, and, and Tom Gresham from Gun Talk. We were right next to him last year and so it's just fun to see who all you run into it, it really is a, a bit of a family reunion and, and to kind of maybe put it back into some of the frontier days it's kind of like the old rendezvous uh that used to happen on you know, with the trappers and the mountain men this is this is really the the one time of the year that the entire industry is going to get together under one roof albeit a very big roof uh and and kind of you know work toward the same thing that we're all uh, focused on is that is we have a robust and vibrant firearm and ammunition industry. And while these companies are all vying for the, the same customers and they're working toward, you know, trying to capture that customer with the latest and greatest product, the, the great thing about this industry is that at the end of the day, when the business is done, they're all fighting for the same thing. They want to make sure that we have a robust industry and that having good competition between the companies means better products for our customers. And so it's, it's really you know, while it's a very competitive uh, industry and, and it is, it is, you know, bringing some of the latest and greatest innovative products that we've seen uh, that have really advanced firearms and ammunition uh, well beyond what they were 20 years ago, uh, it, 
this is truly a family, and, and getting all those people back together, it, it is a bit of a family reunion, so we all look forward to it. That's right. Well, Mark Oliva, uh, with the National Shooting Sports Foundation, thanks for joining us. I'm very excited for our three days of coverage from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. going to have a great time. It's going to be great coverage. We got great reviews from our listeners last year, so look forward to seeing everybody once again here in 2024. Thanks for your time. Thank you. I look forward to seeing everyone at SHOT Show. All right. Sounds good. Okay, coming up, let's see. After the break, let me do a quick calendar recon. We got some phone lines open right now if you got something you want to talk about. If not, what the heck? Let's air the Kamala Harris soundbite. She is scared as heck about 2024. And then speaking of Dana Lash, we'll hear her response. She says Kamala Harris is a hood ornament. Uh, So that more coming up after this. Fox News commentary. After a history-making victory in Iowa, it's time for conservatives to rally around Donald Trump. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News senior meteorologist, and my brand new podcast, The Janice Dean Podcast, is launching on the Fox News Podcast Network. Every week, I'll be focusing in on a person, a place, or a thing that deserves your attention because it makes the world a better place. Be sure to subscribe to The Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. There's no two ways about it. Iowa was a blowout victory for Donald Trump. It was also a good night for conservatism, given Nikki Haley took third and did not overcome Governor Ron DeSantis. But now is the time to face the music for the DeSantis campaign. They bet it all on Iowa, and Trump still ran away with the caucus by a lot. So reality has set in. No matter what DeSantis does at this point, he will not overtake Trump. It's time to pack it in, go back to Florida, govern like hell, and then come back swinging in 2028. I firmly believe Ron DeSantis is the future of the GOP and America First movement, but he needs to cut his losses sooner than later to preserve his own strength for the next fight ahead. The base has spoken, and the base still belongs to Donald J. Trump. So now is the time to circle the wagons around Donald Trump and fight like hell to get him back in that White House and defeat not only Joe Biden, but all the leftists who have been working overtime to destroy America. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. It's 201-6263-406-201-6263. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, for Pete's sake, so Joy Behar, I think, is it was it Joy Behar or, uh, yeah, it's not Barbara, it's not Barbara, is it? I think this is Joy Behar, it's not Barbara. So they had uh, Vice President Kamala Harris on their program, and and basically, so... So I think Behar goes through this, you know, intro where she's saying, hey, look, you got this Democrat saying how, saying how bad Biden's doing right now. Uh, Jim Clyburn says you guys are not going to break through the MAGA wall. Uh, and then this Democrat says this. This Democrat says that. And then Behar. Well, let me just play it for you and then I'll, I'll, I'll give you another thought after that. And what are you going to do to stop the crazies? I am scared as Heck. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm traveling our country. You know, there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run for office, either without an opponent or scared. So on all of those points, yes, we should all be scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to stop the crazies was Behar's question. You notice Joy Behar says that you are the crazies. 
that everyday working class American people, the everyday men and women, including the people that are listening to the black radio host Charlemagne, who are outraged at the illegal immigrants and what they're doing in New York City and elsewhere. I mean, I mean, black Americans in New York City are calling into their talk radio shows as well, expressing their outrage with MS-13 and the drug trafficking and the fentanyl and the, and the cartels and more. It's not just it's not just flyover country talk radio listeners that are talking about this. If you heard my six o'clock hour of the show. But see, Joy Behar, what are you going to do to stop the crazies? Uh, Joy, the crazies are coming across our southern border. The crazies are the cartels. The crazies are the human traffickers. The crazies are the sex traffickers. The crazies are the people on the terror watch list. What are they going to do to stop those crazies? But no, no, no. She says you're the crazies that need to be stopped. Dana Lash, we got to see her at the SHOT Show last year. Here's what she had to say about this whole deal. I'm like struggling between being terrified and greatly amused because yeah. I also cringed when she said that she was scared. A strong woman is confident and prepared. A strong candidate. Can we stop with the woman? Oh, my God. And she's like the Nikki Haley of the Democrat Party. I'm so tired <laughs> of people going, I'm a woman. I'm here. No, a strong candidate would be confident and would go, you know what? I got this. We're prepared. But also a strong candidate wouldn't campaign out of their basement. And I love what you just said about Joe Biden being MIA. I have, Jesse, in the past two weeks, seen more stories on UFOs and like 10-foot-tall aliens and shadow monsters in Miami than I've actually seen Joe Biden. I don't know what he's doing. We don't know how he feels. But Kamala Harris going out there and selling this, all it's word salad. I can't tell you a single accomplishment that she's done. Is she still border czaring? Do we even know? Have we confirmed this? <laughs> Nobody knows. She's like a hood ornament. That's all she is on this administration. She's a box checking. We got a woman hood ornament, and that's all they can say, and that's not much. All right, so he's Bigfoot now. The Democrats are taking shots. I don't see how he can just coast through this campaign at this level of energy, Dana. We haven't seen him in a couple days. Last week, we didn't see him for three. There was a 10-day stretch you never heard or saw from him. Can he actually win like this? No, he can't, because going out and explaining to people why butter costs $7 is incredibly important. They act like the policies and everything that people are suffering from. This is what like kills me. They act like this was something that was done to them instead of policies that they implemented and did to everyone else. And when she says, well, you know, remember who brung it, we're going to remember who brung it. Every time we go and fill up our cars, we're going to remember who brung it. Exactly. They brung it all. Chaos in the Middle East chaos on american streets they did this uh, they did this remember that hey uh well also remember this if you're somebody who's been struggling with pain pain in your hips pain in your knees pain in your joints and you struggled through the entirety of 2023 well 2024 no more can that be a resolution for you hey here's the deal qc kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief what they do is they take the healing agents that are already in your body and they put them directly into your achy joints. They concentrate it. And and what this is designed to do is, is to basically get you over that, uh, that pain, repair the damaged joint tissue without painkillers, without surgery, and without downtime. You can get a free consultation to see if this can work for you. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation, 406-201-6263. That's QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. Jeremy Carl out of Bozeman, Montana, senior fellow with the Claremont Institute. Some very interesting stories we're going to talk to him about right after this.